This is a Federal News Network podcast. Next week, the federal IT world will gather for its yearly CONFAB, the Executive Leadership Conference in Philadelphia. For his views on the continuing resolution, what's going on in technology and procurement, and for some always great conversation, we turn to the CEO of the American Council for Technology and the Industry Advisory Council, or ACT-IAC, Dave Wendergren. Dave, what do you see as the important trends in acquisition, budgeting, all of that stuff as we head into 2020 under the usual continuing resolution? It's always tough when appropriations aren't passed. It just really curtails long-range planning and effective management, so hopefully that won't last too long. There is just so much going on, particularly in the technology space nowadays in the federal market. You know, technology is woven into every mission area of every agency, and so beyond, I'll say, the twin pillars of IT modernization and what comes next in cybersecurity, there are just a number of important priorities that the federal government will be taking on and industry and academia will have to help on. You know, in the IT modernization front, the new federal cloud computing strategy, uh, Cloud Smart, you know, has a lot of words in there about this idea about it's not just enough to move your infrastructure to the cloud, but we have to be thinking through all of those thousands of legacy systems and what do we intend to do with those and new technology approaches like application as a service and how to wrap our heads around that. And the strategy also talks a lot about, you know, thinking differently about cybersecurity in a world where more of stuff is stored in commercial facilities. You know, how are we thinking about data level security? And that's an area that we at ACT-IAC have been heavily involved in with the Federal CIO Council and the Federal Chief Information Security Officers on things like zero-trust networks and how zero-trust networks will change the dynamics about more data-level security and continuous authorization. So those are areas that will be a big focus, and I would offer probably two more, and one is around data with the passage of the new statute and the creation of chief data officers, the how will we effectively use the data that we have for more effective decision-makings and creating entrepreneurial engines, and then the continuing work around digital transformation and improving customer experience, I think, will all be top priorities in the year ahead. A couple of real specific things are going on. One is there's final rulemaking going on for lowest price technically acceptable, which has not been a favorite of a lot of contractors in the services area. And it looks like finally the mandate from a couple of years ago from the Defense Authorization Act is starting to take life and maybe there will be a little bit more rationality about how, how agencies approach the use of LPTA. Yeah, I agree, Tom. I think that's really important. You know, when, you want, when you're buying printers, you want, like, quality printers at a, at a reasonable price. And so LPTA is not in and of itself bad. It's just bad when it's used for purposes for which it wasn't designed. And if you need high-end consulting services or you want to think through how to do business process outsourcing, there are far better approaches. Um, The FAR has a lot of flexibility, and things like commercial contracting and FAR Part 12, managed services, all of these are ways to bring more innovation and more better ideas from your industry partners to the game. And for some of this work, that's clearly a better path to pursue. And getting back to your larger point about uh, cybersecurity and cloud and modernization, I've sensed a growing realization or understanding on the part of a lot of practitioners that modernization and cybersecurity improvement are really, in some ways, one and the same thing. Yes, absolutely. I, I think, you know, besides the expense and the drag on time and adoption of new digital solutions, probably the single most important fact to remember about the need for IT modernization is that 
old equipment or old software no longer supported creates the biggest vulnerabilities that we face. And so IT modernization done well will not only create a better platform to allow you to do things at work like you do in your personal life on your smartphone, but will shut the door on some of these long-term vulnerabilities that have been in existence. We're speaking with Dave Wenigren, who is the chief executive officer of ACT-IAC. And you've been in the job, I guess, is it a year now? And before- About five months. It's been just a great adventure. It's an organization I've had a great fondness for over the years and truly unique in the fact that 6,000 government leaders are working with six or 7,000 industry leaders to achieve better mission outcomes in government. Well, my question was going to be, first, you had a long career in government, then you had a little bit of a career an effective one, but a short one in the purely private sector. Now you're standing with and basically with a foot on each log. What have you learned in the five months so far that from that perspective that you might not have gotten from the purely government or purely vendor side? Yes. Well, you know, as you said, 33 years in government and then six years since I got out of government in the private sector, you know, there's clearly better outcomes when we work together. You know, it's the old adage about if only we talked, we would get better outcomes. And despite the years of things like Mythbuster memos and, and you know, dialogues and industry days, I still think that, you know, there's a tremendous power about if you get the best ideas. No one can do this alone. Challenges that we face today don't live within a single organization in government, and the vast majority of the 90-plus billion dollars in the federal IT budget is given to the private sector to help produce results. And so, you know, as you look at it through your individual lens, it's easy to not see that bigger picture. And so I think, you know, it's just further resonated in my mind, this idea that partnering together, we get better outcomes. And and if we use contracting approaches that encourage, you know, alternative proposals and use statements of objectives that allow people to come in with better answers, and we, we have an imperative for innovation, we can do better things, and we can do things faster, and we can take advantage of this amazing pace of technology change. And so, you know, that, that, that ability to have looked at life, as you said, from both sides now, I think has been hugely helpful to me as I, I rally around that cause here at ACT-IAC. And a lot of those outcomes and developments and modernizations, as you mentioned, surround somehow they have to do with data. And there is that mandate now legally for the, at least the uh, cabinet-level agencies to have chief data officers, but I think that's happening at not just those agencies. And that leads to the point that there's data and there's data. There is programmatic information that can be useful to the public, can be useful to third-party developers and to agency management. Then there's all of that data generated by network sensors to use in the CDM program and in judging cybersecurity, data you would never publish. And so what's the challenge for agencies in managing all of those disparate not only types of data, that's a technology question, but also the styles or intended uses of data, which are all over the map. Those are policy questions. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. It's well said. You know, it's, it's a big topic, and it is at the center of so much of this work right now because it's sort of the combination of understanding your data and what's internal data that could be used to do better, effective, more effective decision-making or help you know, secure the nation better versus what's the kind of data like GPS data all those years ago that if it was only released to the public, it would create jobs and economic growth and things like that. And so that thoughtfulness of thinking through that and thinking through then, you know, just finding the data is not enough if it's not available to be consumed, trusted, understandable, et cetera, et cetera. And so so I think there's this body of work that focuses around 
getting IT modernization right so we have the technology in place to allow people to use data better, having data officers and plans and strategies around how to release the data and unleash its potential and power, how to make sure that we're thinking about security at the data level. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say all of those things will be things that we'll be talking about up at our big annual conference, Imagination ELC in uh, Philadelphia, October 20th to 23rd. I, I think we sort of summed up all the major themes and threads that that conference will be focused on because this is a conversation that's just so important to have every day about everything from how to improve customer experience to how to fully use the digital world that faces us to make the right information be available to the right person at the right time to do better decision-making. And perhaps most radical of all, you've made ELC two and a half days. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we change anything. Change is hard for everybody, but everybody, I think, was pretty excited about that. We moved uh, Imagination ELC to Philadelphia last year, expanded the length of it, got a lot of positive feedback and, and a great crowd. And, and so, we've, uh, yeah, we've continued that path this year. We, we've got a great conference lined up, lots of big-name speakers. We have the new OPP director, Michael Wooten. We have uh, Emily Murphy. We have Vince Cerf. We have Karen Kelly from Commerce. We have Margaret Weikert. We have former congressman and Army Undersecretary Patrick Murphy. we got a number of big-name keynote speakers, as well as a bunch of voices from Philadelphia around innovation. The chief innovation officer for Philadelphia, Mark Wheeler, and some other innovative leaders up there, as well as you know about 150 other speakers that you can attend to while you go through the themes and threads and tracks and other events going on there. You couldn't get Bryce Harper? <laughs> no, but go Nats. Dave Wendergren is Chief Executive Officer of ACT-IAC. Thanks so much. Thank you, Doug. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.